0: Here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 105.1 FM in Johannesburg. On Thursday, 18 November 2021, the Nelson Mandela Children's Fund will host a webinar to discuss gaps related to the Children's Amendment Bill, titled... The Children's Amendment Bill, Age and Consent, Important Gaps Remain Unaddressed. This discussion will be moderated by media personality, and I don't know why it's not me, but anyway, Joanne Joseph, and will include CEO of the fund, Meg Gugusha, as well as a range of experts in children's rights, child law, and implementation partners of the fund. Let's have a conversation now with Meg Kugusha, CEO of the Nelson Mandela Children's Fund, Very important conversation, particularly as we lead to what in South Africa is silly season. A lot of things happen because of just the sense of freedom December comes and means. And, of course, it is children, especially in those laissez-faire enterprises and spaces, that suffer. Because, obviously, after every December, there's a January, and it's all about back to school, and sometimes many parents are not prepared for that. Also because just the high consumption of liquor frankly and other substances of recreation it does especially in our marginalized spaces make children who are already vulnerable that much more vulnerable so this is an important conversation frankly just about kids but specifically about the Ch- children's amendment bill so good evening and thank you so much for having a conversation with us Ms. Gugush. 2121, we're struggling to connect to our guest. But the Fund is a first legacy organization founded by former President Nelson Mandela in 1995, and its vision was to change the way society treats its children and the young people, in particular youth. The webinar follows submissions made by the Fund last year to Parliament on gaps in the Children's Amendment Bill. Now, this conversation is precisely in terms of engaging those gaps. Because we do know that Madiba, and this is a quite a relevant time to have a conversation about Madiba, as we near his and the anniversary date of his passing in 2013. And Ms. Gugusha, who is now the CEO of the Nelson Mandela Children's Fund, is making sure that Madiba's legacy is kept alive by addressing, even legally, the the, the gaps that remain un, unaddressed, particularly on age and consent. Ms. Gugusha, good evening. Good evening,
1: Sangeza, and thanks for having us.
0: Why is this conversation important?
1: Well, this conversation is important because um, really in the way that we as a country protect our children, uh, we use legislation and policy to lay down the rules that really should apply and should remain as those protections. But what we find as the fund is that uh, there is some fragmentation in legislation, Uh, certainly with regards to Um, The issue of age in the Constitution, the age of a child is defined as anyone under the age of 18. However, we see that there are certain practices that are allowed uh, through various acts that um, allow certain things to happen with children. And uh, one of the protections that is um, availed in there is this issue of consent. And what we are questioning is, whether the quality of this consent uh, is, is good enough and does it uh, provide the right level
0: of protection that children who are already vulnerable need. Could you just elaborate on this consent question?
1: So the consent factor, I mean, I think it, it, it applies across a number of, um, a number of um, issues. And uh, some of the issues that we have highlighted uh, are contained in the Children's Act, uh, in Section 12 of the Children's Act, relating to traditional and uh, cultural practices, for example, where uh, there are certain traditional and cultural practices like virginity testing, like initiation and circumcision that is allowed uh, for children under the age, um, between the age of um, 16 and above, and um, marriage uh, uh, is, is, is also one of them. Um, medical consent is also one of them. And we're saying that um, you know the provisions of consent that are in there. When we are speaking to children on the ground, they are not. Some of them are not experiencing uh, the protection of consent in the manner that it is envisaged. Some of them are finding themselves either manipulated or bullied into some of these uh, practices. And really, these are the things that we want to raise the voices of children. Uh, for us to examine and for us to talk about as a society,
0: and I would imagine uppermost in your thoughts as well, in the context of medical consent, would be the conversation about vaccinations for persons under the age of eighteen.
1: Absolutely, I mean, at the moment, uh, COVID has uh, come with its own complications, uh, with um, you know the barrage of information and disinformation about uh, COVID, about the COVID vaccinations. And um, you know the ability of children to choose whether they want to or not, you can imagine that this is something that uh, perhaps uh, can cause um, or result in quite fierce conflict uh, in certain homes, depending on whether mm. uh, children are allowed to make their own decisions or not.
0: Yeah, it's going to be the source of conflict. And funny, we're having a conversation now between ourselves on and about children because yesterday I had Linda Mayer of universities South Africa and of the things that she and I were talking about was the fact that something needed to be done to address one of the statistics that StatsSA recently released and that is children under the age of 10. Listen to that. Children under the age of 10 were responsible for something like 660 births in the yeah. country, that is 660 births, too many for a child.
1: It's a sad, sad state. It's a sad, sad state of affairs. Um, you know, and, and and issues like that really, you know, highlight uh, the level of abuse. Uh, a child um, the age of nine and ten cannot consent to sex, and so any child that is pregnant at that age. Um, is certainly without consent. And, um, you know, these are things that we need to, to examine because also this issue of consent uh, can lead to the discovery of other criminal acts uh, and other abuses that happen with children. And, some, and, 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 and sometimes these things either go, um, they get covered up, uh, they go un, um, unreported and certainly not prosecuted.
0: Now, moving on, insofar as it relates to age, I mean, the age of consent in this country, when it was ultimately determined to be 18, came with a lot of controversy. This was coming from the backdrop that a child was somebody who was under the age of 21 initially, and then it was, depending what the issue was, between 18 and 21 on certain things, and then ultimately it was blanket it was 18. Do we still have some of those questions around age, age of consent and age of majority being 18 at all?
1: Yes, of course. Um, you know, and as I as I've indicated, there are some practices that are allowed for children that that are under the age of 18. Um, so, um, 16 is the age that is allowed for marriage. Uh, for example, yes, there is a green paper that is out uh, that is seeking to change to change the age of marriage. But uh, you know, this is still not law yet. And um, of course, these traditional practices that um, uh, that, uh, that we're talking about, virginity testing is allowed for children above the age of 16, um, provided that they give uh, they, that they give consent. Initiation and circumcision is allowed for children um, above the age of 16, provided that they um, also give consent. And we see that in the law, there is a differentiation in the protection that is given between. Um, girls and boys, where there is stronger language that is used um, in the act relating to the fact that boys can refuse um, to give their consent for initiation. But we don't see the same kind of language being provided for issues like virginity testing for girls.
0: And it becomes rather nuanced, doesn't it?
1: Yes, indeed. And I mean, uh, you know, know, we know in a country like ours where the girl child is certainly more vulnerable than the boy child with the uh, level of gender-based violence that we see, uh, we certainly need the law to um, be quite strict in ensuring that we protect our girl children. Even the age of marriage is differentiated between girls and boys, where it is allowed at the age of 16 for girls and at the age of 18 for boys. Again, this is a, this is a nuance that uh, you know continues to make girl children more vulnerable than they should
0: be. Now, final question. Let's talk about the panelists and what hopefully each will bring. I mean, among others, we've got the Center for Child Law will be represented. Child yeah. Line will be represented. The Commission for Cultural, Religious, and Linguistic Communities will be represented, as yeah. well as Kula Community Development Project. What are we hoping these organizations in context of it all yeah. and the work of the fund itself will bring to the table for new and refreshed ideas?
1: Well, we've tried to uh, really put together a broad panel of speakers that come from different angles, because we understand that uh, you know issues like this are issues that are quite important and uh, at times can be quite mm-hmm. emotive. And so, we want to represent uh, all sectors of society and all and all manner of thought. But at the same time, we also want to bring out the you know the little nuances. So. So whether it is the legal uh, ramifications or it is how children's psyches evolve and how children think and whether it is something that perhaps could be brought by um, uh, the Guna Development Project with stories from the ground, how are people experiencing uh, some of these things, what is happening uh, with issues of Okupala and things like that, for example. So the the, the the panel is broad and hopefully that will enrich uh, the conversation because the voices will not always be um, containing the same thoughts.
0: It's important, of course, that these events be receiving some backing from corporate. A word out to your sponsors, NetBank. Final question, comment?
1: Well, I mean, uh, we remain eternally grateful to NetBank. NetBank has been a long-term partner of the Children's Fund, and, um, you know, I, I, I won't speak for them in terms of why they do this, but, um, you know, for us, what we have experienced is certainly that NetBank is a bank that cares a lot about their impact in society, and they don't only speak about it, but they back it up, and uh, we welcome their partnership, and they certainly continue to be a good friend of the fund
0: certainly we wish you all the best on the 18th of november this coming thursday in the course of that webinar i think you touch on some very fundamental issues to the constitution and there's nobody better in the business to engage this for her compassion skill and experience in a colleague in joanne joseph all the best Ms. gugushe thank you so much Samuel. children's amendment bill conversation nelson mandela children's fund happening on 18 november 1730 until 1930 if you will visit the website for more information after the ad break, we turn our attention to KZN, where the Intra-African Trade Fair 2021 is currently taking